Cameron and Jake are lifelong friends that love video games, movies, and generally all of nerd culture. Very original, right? Jake, that's me, has recently achieved a dream of mine to move to Japan, so Cameron and I stay connected with this podcast. Each episode, you'll join us as we take a nostalgic look back at the culture that we so love. This is Region Unlocked. You ready? You excited? I am more than excited. More than excited? Yeah, totes, man. Let's put on our cheesy podcast voices. Yes. Let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome hey, back guys. to Region Unlocked. My name's Cameron. And I am Jake. Jake, how is it going? It's going wonderful in Japan right now, Cameron. Is it? Yes, it really <laughs> is. Let's talk about the positive stuff right now. Video yeah, games. <laughs> absolutely. That's why we're here, video games. So uh, what have you been playing recently? Uh, recently, I've been playing quite extensively The Last of Us, um, mostly in preparation for The Last of Us Part 2, which comes out very soon, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I have heard awesome things about that game. I have that game. I've started it <laughs> and just never continued with it. Let me tell you, man, you won't be disappointed. That game is pretty darn epic. Yeah, I know. I, I want to play it. We tried to start it as kind of like a, a date night game where we'd just play it yeah. once a week and Lindsay would watch me play because she really likes, you know, heavy story-based games. Yeah. But we ended up playing through, like, the, the beginning of that game, the intro was pretty enticing and exciting. Yeah. And then as soon as it gets into just, like, the the sneaking around combat, she fell asleep. Gotcha. I, I will say after the intro, it does kind of slow down for a little while, but then it picks up, and once it does, like it's it's pretty powerful. So, yeah, yeah. I actually, give have, it a second chance. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> so, this was probably E three three years ago. Yeah, and you know, there's always a lot of game sales going on around E three, and mm -hmm. they had they came out with a gold PS four, and it was only. It was two hundred bucks, maybe two fifty. Either way, it okay. was it was quite a bit cheaper, and it was you know one terabyte, which is pretty good. So I'm like, you know what, two fifty or two hundred. I'm just gonna pull the trigger. I'm gonna finally get a PS4, my first PlayStation <laughs> I've ever owned, and all I've ever played on it so far is uh, God of War and Spider Man, which are awesome. I love those games so much, but I still have. I other games I own that I haven't started. I've got Last of Us, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Persona Five. And wow. <laughs> it's it's like you know how it is. You get a backlog of games, and now I I don't want to start. It's tough. Yeah, you're right. It's intimidating to think about how much time it's going to take to start them up again. So you're like, uh, it's best to just not deal with it. Yeah, it's same, tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same thing right now. A friend lent me The Witcher Three, and it's like, oh, I want to play it, but that's going to be a hundred hours right there, and I, I just, I, I can't start it. Yeah, understandable. Don't, don't worry about it. Just take baby steps. Start with, uh, start with something, and then go with the next one. Make that next game be The Last of Us, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will definitely do that. Awesome sauce, man. So, um, we've got some fun stuff to talk about today, and uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners will agree on uh, on some of our content, I'd say. Um, we're going to be talking about Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of, Zelda, of, Ocarina time. of time. Oh, yes. What a game. Now, Jake, is it Ocarina or is it Ocarina? Well, that is a wonderful question. I think it's Ocarina. Although I always said Ocarina for the longest time. Did you really? Which one is it? Yeah, I did, honestly. Why? Because I was maybe um, nine and didn't know how to pronounce things properly. <laughs> yeah, I I knew it was called Ocarina, but then like this one kid who was older than me called it Ocarina. It's like, oh, is that what it's actually called? And then I oh, looked it up. Ocarina. Yeah. <laughs> then I looked it up and was like, oh no, he's he was wrong. He was dumb. It is not Ocarina. If you call it Ocarina, I'm very disappointed in you. That is disappointing. So it's officially Ocarina then? Yeah, it is. I, I went to Google 
typed in how to pronounce ocarina and we are correct okay good i'm super glad to hear that so we've been saying it right for a while then yep so and we're gonna be talking about that today so we are Ocarina of Time, one of the greatest games ever released on the N64. A lot of top lists that people have out on the internet will they rank Ocarina of Time as one of the best games ever made. Yes. And even the best Zelda ever made. So it came out uh, November 21st of 1998, which makes it at this moment uh, almost 22 years old. Whoa, yeah. But think about the legacy that it's left. I mean, the Ocarina of Time, that game has more first place game trophies or best game trophies, accolades, if you will, than any other game in history, any other video game in history. Let that sink in for a second. Yeah. So before we get into it, how would you rank it amongst other Zeldas? Do you think it's the best Zelda? I think it is the best Zelda considering the time. Okay. What do you because mean? Of, uh, because of all the new, I guess, standards it created for adventure and action games in the future. Yeah, that's true. I think that it's, yeah, it, for, for that reason, it stands out as probably the best or at least uh, the most significant. I know that's a broad term, but um, I think it introduced most people to The Legend of Zelda as a whole, as a mainstream series. Yeah. That's true. I I don't know a lot of people who played the originals, you know, before that, that played the, you know, Link to the Past and Mm -hmm. uh, what's the Game Boy one, Uh, Link's Awakening. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this was a lot of people's first. It was actually not my first. My first was Wind Waker on GameCube. And was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I love Wind Waker and the HD remake on Wii U is... I think my favorite Zelda of all time. Wow. It's so That's good. pretty good then. It's so good. Interesting. I've never played that one. Oh, all, it's... all the way through at least. Well, you mean like the GameCube version? Yeah. Wind Waker. I've never beaten it. Oh my gosh. That's so what's the last thing you remember from that game? The the graphics and the large scale no, I mean, world. <laughs> story related. Where where did you quit? I don't remember, man. Oh, man. It, it was well, too long ago. You better play through that game before we get there on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be super awkward, right? I remember the Redeads. I remember how creepy the Redeads were. Dude, the Redeads are creepy no matter what, especially yeah. Ocarina of Time. <laughs> especially in Ocarina of Time, huh? Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about that. What was your first experience with this game? Like, when did you start playing it and... How how did that experience go for you? I started playing this game probably a month or so after it came out. I remember seeing advertisements for it in Nintendo Power mm-hmm. back when I could barely read and just thinking, wow, I, I want to see other games. I want to see Mario. Why? Who's this Link guy? Why, why is Zelda all over the place? I don't want to see this anymore. And I got really <laughs> mad because that's all I would read about. Yeah. And finally, I picked up the game at the video store and... It, it was in the Deku tree and I just started walking around not really knowing what to do thinking oh wow this isn't very fun and then I realized you could exit and then there was this whole village oh Kokiri village wow and then I started playing it and well soon after that I fell in love with the game mm-hmm. and couldn't put it down and then it became an addiction for me <laughs> to play The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time so I initially hated it and then I played it and I loved it well, didn't, didn't you eventually, like, you weren't allowed to play it? Yeah, you yeah, I, I wasn't allowed to play it because I was playing too much of it. It, it, was, it was a problem. Oh, was that why? I was playing way too many video games. Yeah. I thought it was because it was too violent or something. <laughs> Probably, I don't remember. But either way, <laughs> I was eventually not allowed to play it anymore. That's too bad. <laughs> so Cameron, I think for you, the experience was kind of unique. Tell me about when you started this game. Okay, so yeah, as I was saying back in like the N64 episode, I never played it in its time. I, mm. for some reason, 
I think it's aimed at an older demographic than us when mm-hmm. we were in 1998, we were seven when that came out. And I remember I picked it up a few times at like a kiosk mm-hmm. and there's this one time where Link was inside the, the, the Sculptula people house mm-hmm. where, you know, it's these people who've been cursed into grotesque spiders and I'm just like, what is this? Like, why am I in this creepy house? And what are these spiders like? I don't like this. This game is is dark and weird. And so I just, I walked away. And then another time I was at Toys R Us and went to the kiosk. And I feel like back then they weren't like demo versions of the game that they put in these kiosks. They were the full game. Yeah, they and, were. And someone, whoever the last person to play was, had got Link like right outside of Ganon's castle near the mm-hmm. end of the game, or I guess really any time as an adult Link, you go to Ganon's castle. It's just, it's all black, and you hear just like crows calling, mm-hmm. and it's just dark and awful, and I'm just running around in this area. It's like, seriously, what is this game? I don't like this at all. Like, why are people talking about this? Like, this is just <laughs> gritty and, and scary, and that just kind of <laughs> turned me off from ever playing that game, and then I think playing super smash bros melee there's that zelda level where you have to defeat like the five links and there's redeads and octoroks walking around and that mm-hmm. kind of confirmed what i thought it's like this is dark and i don't think this is really for me and then it wasn't until later in high school that i i had already played wind waker which i loved mm-hmm. and then i thought okay let's i think it's finally time to give these a chance so i went to game exchange and and picked up the old n64 copies and played through them it's like oh wow yeah this is as good as as i've been told uh-huh yeah i think as time has gone on i don't like it as much as i used to or as okay you know all the hype would warrant but i think it's just because zelda has come so far since then this really did an amazing job of laying the groundwork for becoming something incredible Mm-hmm. And it still holds up very well, but I think future games elaborate on it and became yeah. better because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I think it's aged well in some regards. In some, in some, maybe not so much, but in a lot of what it's laid forth, I think it's aged pretty well. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I grew up with it and played with it right when it came out uh-huh. that I still it still holds a huge spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Ocarina of Time. There's always an instrument that Link has to play. You ever thought about that? In all of his, in all of his games, there's always an <laughs> instrument that he plays. Well, pretty much. So we got Ocarina <laughs> twice in a row. And then, yeah. <laughs> then you've got the Wind Waker, which isn't really an instrument. It's for conducting instruments. Okay, okay. And then... <laughs> and he- What's after that? Twilight Princess? That doesn't have an instrument. You can do some oh, he, howling. Yeah, he, he plays like that whistle grass stuff. Oh, I guess. I, I wouldn't call that like a... <laughs> it's not central to the plot. <laughs> no, no, it's true. And then on there's always like a flute or something that he plays on the Game Boy versions. Yeah, to like teleport and stuff. Alas, I digress. He always fishes too. There's always <laughs> he some does kind always of fishing. Fish. He loves yeah. to fish. But, There's yeah. some things that are always in common because of what Ocarina of Time did. Yes. So let's start talking about some of that. <laughs> what were some <laughs> of the things that started off within that realm? What? No pun intended. What What's are you up? talking about? What started out? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about stuff that, like groundwork that the Ocarina of Time laid for future games. Oh, that the everything has mimicked since then? Yeah. Well, we got the combat system, for one. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the combat system was a very unique challenge for Nintendo because they didn't really know how to sword fight in a, in a 3D space mm-hmm. because you know now we have another axis to worry about, uh, directional inputs. Yes. And so a lot of the combat is actually inspired by like these old Japanese samurai sword fighting movies. Mm-hmm. There's these, a lot of these popular movies that were like really intense one-on-one sword fights and they studied that a lot and i think they're inspired by this scene um i forget the the exact details but 
one guy fighting another guy basically whips a chain at him and then mm-hmm. they're kind of like chained together but still fighting and the way they circled each other with the chain in between them is what inspired z targeting is how mm. you can like you're still facing each other while strafing and whatnot and they also notice that in those movies like most movies where there's a hero and a bunch of bad guys only one mm-hmm. bad guy who would face off at a time while the others stood back and yeah. so that's something they also mimicked is that when there's multiple sword fighters like the Lazalfos or the Stalfos, mm-hmm. uh, one will stand kind of to the background while one squares off with you. So you're never too overwhelmed because, yep. yeah, that wouldn't really work with Z-targeting if you had to constantly, like, jump off the Z-target to grab another Z-target. Like, that would be yeah, really hard no. to do. You're, you're right. It's usually one-on-one. But that yeah. Z-targeting has been mimicked countless times in the future because it's so nice you get well, to focus on your enemy. games yeah it, it's it's super helpful mm-hmm. and then you get to backflip too that's also fun it is fun gotta love backflips <laughs> yeah especially for those uh speed runners <laughs> yeah that's crazy let's let's talk about some speed running speed have, running I, oh so you've watched them if you've never watched zelda speed running these people have it memorized down to the millisecond where they play so much of the game backwards, walking backwards, because when Z-targeting and moving backwards, Link actually walks faster. So mm-hmm. there's so many times they're just like jumping through doors and dodging things, all just while walking backwards and not being able to see what's behind them, but they just know exactly where it is. Yeah, it's faster than rolling too, isn't it? I think so. But yeah. good grief, that game has been torn apart because of speedrunners. <laughs> And I forget, <laughs> I think the current, the current record is like sub 10 minutes, I'm pretty sure. And people, they figured out how to break this game in such a way where in like the very first dungeon, you can glitch in a certain way where you pull out your bottle and it acts like the bottle is an ocarina. And uh-huh. you'll, yeah. so you'll, you'll play the bottle like an ocarina and it does some weird things. And then all of a sudden it'll just glitch to the end credits. It's gotcha. crazy. It, it is. is crazy. There's also a way to get every single item in your inventory to be a bottle. Oh yeah? Yeah, that was one that I learned a long time ago. I've since forgotten, but it's possible. Hmm. And that's one of the subtle ones. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's so many weird glitches in this. Yeah. And a fun fact, all speedruns are done in the Japanese version of the game. Do you know why? I do not know why. That's interesting. It's because the dialogue is quicker. Oh, okay. So you can just, they just spam A and it's moving faster than the English version. Gotcha. Yeah. That is something that I did notice. The dialogue is quicker now that you mention it. Oh, I've yeah. been playing the Japanese version, which so far it doesn't really seem like there's a ton of differences aside from the language. Yeah. But what I've noticed is especially when you're talking to the owl, Kepora, uh-huh. he, he doesn't talk as slow as in the american version <laughs> it's less owl. annoying yeah <laughs> they're there to uh there to set the um set the standard for those who don't know what they're doing yeah well <laughs> what sucks about uh Kipora, or how you say it um Kipora gabora is he comes and gives you exposition and tutorial and then at the end he asks if you want him to repeat it but it's defaulted to yes so if you're just spamming a to like move this text along go 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 then you just spam it and you hit yes and he goes again and you can (laughs) you can do it multiple times on accident so you got to pay attention and go down to no don't tell me that again someone at the development office was trolling us absolutely i don't know if that was by design or what but it is annoying i will agree (laughs) there oh my gosh so um ocarina of time and not only do you have all this amazing new stuff for controls and like navigating a 3d world, which Ocarina of time helped develop. Yeah. But you've got this story too. All right. So a lot of people praise the storyline and how long it was, I think. Okay. And what's kind of cool about it is you've got this twist of seven years difference. You start out as a kid and you have to go through a whole bunch of, peril and then you continue the game 
quote unquote, seven years later as an adult. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And then the entire world changes around you. Like yeah. the people move on, the world looks different, all this cool stuff, which is another thing that I guess sets this game apart was how it, it handled that kind of a twist in a story. Mm-hmm. But um, when you start off as a kid, you've got to get three spiritual stones and open the portal of time, right? Yeah. Which will lead you to become an adult by getting the the, uh, the master sword, right? In, right. in so many words. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, when you're a kid, you are not nearly as powerful as when you're an adult. And there's also a whole bunch of, I guess, differences with uh, the songs that you can choose. You you learn a whole bunch of new songs uh, when you're an adult as well that can lead you to the different temples. And there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of uh, places that are inaccessible um, until you become an adult. So eventually you get the Ocarina of Time. And that replaces your quote unquote fairy ocarina. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, the fairy ocarina. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. It's the generic lame one. It's the generic lame one. I've I've always tried to become an adult with the fairy ocarina, but it doesn't let you. No. Sad thing. No, after you get the three spiritual stones, you have to get the ocarina of time and play that. Yeah. Uh there's also some residue of stuff that was intended to be put in the game. At least some people think so. This oh, game yeah? is also riddled with a whole bunch of theories. And that's probably just because everyone's torn it apart because it's so popular. But one of the most interesting ones that I've found is, and this this was something that confused the heck out of me because you can look it up and find info about it. But I, I found it when I, was, when I wasn't supposed to, uh, okay. not having looked at a, at a guide yet. But this can only happen once and it has to happen between the time when Zelda escapes on horse and throws the Ocarina of Time to you, uh-huh. but you can't have gotten it yet. You go into the castle town, into one of the alleyways before you become an adult for the first time, and there's a soldier sitting on the ground. And this soldier is dying, basically. Okay. And then the soldier talks to you and says something very mysterious, and then slumps over and Navi says something like he's not moving anymore dot 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 and then you leave the area and that's it he's gone weird it's weird and kind of creepy but it's also suggested that there was a whole subplot added that was taken out of the game last minute so that's one of the really interesting I guess um, side things that you can find yeah like a whole bunch of stuff, but check it out next time. It's something that's really hard to catch, but if you do find it, it's interesting. So see see how you can interpret that. Okay, I'll check that out. I'm almost to that spot right now in my playthrough, so I will definitely do that. Yeah, gotcha. But if when you when you see it for the first time, it's a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a whole bunch of other things in this game. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, before we dive into the game itself, I got just like two more facts for you. So in the initial production of this game, they wanted to treat Ganon's castle very much like Peach's castle in oh, really? Mario 64. They wanted Ganon's castle to be a hub world, and then you would go from level to level from there. Oh. And that's they kind of, you can see remnants of it in this game. So like at the very end, when you are, are in Ganon's castle, you have to go into like these little mini dungeons kind of summarizing the whole game and i believe phantom ganon the the boss of the forest temple is kind of a remnant of that original design because he is running Uh. and jumping in and out of portraits just like super mario 64 and so i wonder was it that like identical to mario 64 where you were jumping in portraits and doing dungeons that way i don't know but it's really interesting that, that it could have almost been that, but in the midst of their development, they realized, okay, the N64 is actually capable of, of more than we initially thought, and we can really open the world up a lot more, and that's what led us to, to Hyrule Field and being, at that time, like one of the biggest open worlds you've ever played. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of other small areas where you can tell there was an idea that was scrapped 
like underneath the um, frozen area of Zora's domain. Oh yeah. If you make it under there, which takes a lot of, which takes a lot of um, loopholing. Okay. You can find a secret grotto, like a shiny secret grotto with full of crystals or something, or it looks crystallized with nothing in it. Oh really? Yeah. There's a hmm. couple of things like that in this game, but you really have to dig for them. There's nothing that you can do in them, but if you really dig, you can find them. Hmm. <laughs> now, are you aware of, I'm sure you are, but are you aware of the fun secrets in Zelda's courtyard? I am. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> the bomb and the Mario portraits. Yeah, so... When you first find Zelda in her little courtyard, there's two windows on either side. And if you, like, shoot a uh, your slingshot into one, this little guard will stick his head out. And he's like, hey, don't bother me <laughs> or something like that. And he throws a bomb out the window. Yeah. And then... Yep. Which can hurt you. <laughs> it can. And then on the other side of the courtyard is a stained glass window of, like, Mario and Luigi in the window. There's um, different portraits of different Mario characters. Yeah, and so I actually I'm playing through it on my 3ds right now, and uh -huh. it's it's not a stained glass window. It's just like a, you look through the window and you see kind of a Mario level, like you see a uh -huh. warp pipe and a flag. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's just kind of floating there. Okay, yeah, they changed up they they changed up some stuff for the uh, 3ds version, or they added some fun little details and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They didn't change anything. They just they added a few things to make it Mostly a little more vibrant yeah. visual details more yeah. or less nothing nothing in the actual core gameplay yeah but, but speaking of versions of the game so this game mm. actually there's there's like three different versions of ocarina of time three different cartridges mm -hmm. and very unless you got it on launch very few people actually have the original version mm -hmm. and the original version has some differences that they later changed um kind of to censor it a bit so yeah. initially the fire temple had this chanting in the background yes. that mm -hmm. turns out to be like this Islamic r religious chant yeah. and samples from it were an actual prayer, an Islamic prayer. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't think they realized it until after they had shipped it. So they ended up, they, they took that out, they changed mm -hmm. it. And another version was, Ganon, when you fight him, he would like cough up blood. And, yes, he did. Yep. And when you slashed him at the end, he was there would be blood. But they changed that all to green instead mm -hmm. in in later versions. I was also told that the Shadow Temple had like blood smeared on some walls, but I've never it seen a picture like of that. It looks like it. Okay. It, in the well, there are spots on the walls that do look like blood. It Ugh. might be rust, but it looks eerily close to blood. Okay. So there are, there are parts, and it's a little weird. Yeah. And then, so also, I mean, that, that's pretty much it for the, the censoring. But back when the, the disk drive was a thing, before it flopped hard, they yeah. they tried to make an expansion to Zelda, which, you know, it didn't really work. And they later released it as the Master Quest, mm -hmm. which is a bonus on the GameCube disc. So mm -hmm. they, you know, because they re-released it on GameCube along, I think it was a pre-order bonus for pre-ordering Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. Fun fact about that is <laughs> I, uh, it, through Nintendo Power, I don't remember what the deal was, but it's like, okay, uh, thanks to you for signing up for Nintendo Power. Give us your address and we're going to send you this. And this was while I was young and very scared of the internet and i didn't <laughs> they didn't have my real address i just put an address of a house that was like on my street down the road a yeah. bit. but then they're like all right this is this is shipping it's like oh no like this was real <laughs> uh, this is this is going to someone else's house and so someone else got my copy of the gamecube ocarina of time and uh, oh that's so I tough never, i never got to play it Oh and, shoot! Oh, it, it hurt so bad to realize I had I had screwed up like that. I am so sorry. Sorry, right. but it's been a while, and you've got wonderful other versions that are just <laughs> as fun, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Awesome possum.
this is a whole bunch of information. It is. <laughs> All right. So no, should we stop is... talking about these facts? Well, <laughs> I've got a couple more, but for the sake of time, we might as well. <laughs> All right. Let's just dive into it then. We might as well dive. <laughs> All right. So the game begins with a, an old tree speaking in, in old English saying, Hey, fairy, go wake up that kid without a fairy. He's got to save the world. <laughs> and the, <laughs> you're not to, wrong. That's I was trying to go six... into some sort of dramatic storytelling with that, but uh, overlay alas. some awesome music here right now. It'll it'll make it better. Okay. And so the Zelda starts out actually like many Zeldas. Link is asleep, <laughs> and I don't know why they start out almost all Zeldas like that, but they do. <laughs> so a little young Link asleep in his bed. A fairy comes and jumps on him and says, "Hey." Go talk to Tree. But then you get up and you're like, but there's a kid in the way. Kid won't let me talk to Tree. And hmm. he says I need a sword and a shield. So this kind of opens you up to the introduction of this game. Uh, oops, I wrote Kakariko Village on my notes. It's not Kakariko Village. What's this place called? Kokiri Village. There you go, Kokiri. So in here, it's all <laughs> green and foresty and you got a bunch of little elf kids with fairies and who never kinda, grow up they never Sounds like grow peter up. pan <laughs> and if they try to leave the village they die yeah which is pretty screwed up it's dark so why are you there why is link there why is link there well i don't know if link is actually kokiri He's he might not, be from another place he doesn't die anyway it's crazy i don't know i don't know why he's there that leads but, us into the second part of the story well <laughs> So, what do you think of the whole intro of this game? Of just walking around and, and collecting? Because it's just, you got to find the sword and you got to find enough rupees to buy the shield, right? Yeah. I think it's sufficient as a tutorial. Yeah. But once you are a seasoned player and you already know what to do, I think it's a little bit tedious. It is. But, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me of, it's like, okay, so this, back in the day, in the 90s, like you needed your handheld starting mm -hmm. out games now they've things have gotten much better because it's like okay we know you've been playing games for 20 years like you can just start and we don't need to hold your hand so much but i always struggle to get back into ocarina of time when i started up again just because it's like ugh, this beginning's a slog just trying to it is to get this stuff and even the first dungeon is not that fun there's not a no. lot to it it's it's a it's a glorified tutorial it teaches yeah. you how to do everything Mm -hmm. yeah you go talk to the the deku tree and he says something inside is killing me go in and kill it and mm -hmm. so yeah we've got our introductory dungeon and not a lot going on here it tells you teaches you know the the map the compass the how to aim how to collect sculptulas yep the golden sculptulas yep and other than that um What's the? Is there even a mini boss in this one? Uh, there's no mini boss. It's just a lot of little uh, mad scrubs and Deku scrubs shooting stuff at you. That's right. And yeah, you just find the slingshot in a chest. Yep. So then you go from there. You you slowly make your way to the end, and uh, our first boss is Goma, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's the first time I played this. This <laughs> this took me forever to figure out how to trigger the boss. I just ran around in that room forever, just hearing him crawl around, mm -hmm. but never seeing him. And I think I had to, I think I finally looked it up online and it's like, look up. It's like, oh, come on. That was it. I had to look up at him to activate this because I mean, I'm sure at one point in the tutorial, it told you how to look up, mm -hmm. but it was just, <laughs> it was never clear that you had to do that there. <laughs> It's true. It's not clear. But it's, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of ran into the same issue when I first played it too. I remember that being very young and not being able to read super well. <laughs> but yeah, once you defeat Goma, you get some more exposition into the story. And then you're set off into Hyrule Field. And that's well, when things hold on, real are quick. kind of... Yeah. So, because I was just really quickly uh, hitting A through the exposition. Why does Deku Tree die? even though you just saved him and killed the parasite inside 
Why does he die anyway? Whoa, that's deep. Ganon's power must be that powerful. <laughs> Is it, uh, maybe he said something in his text that I didn't read. Yeah, well, he's he's dying anyway. Oh, okay. And he's losing his ability because he's so old. He's losing his ability to defend the forest and then he's been plagued. But you're right. You've defeated the parasite and you've saved him. So why does he just die after that? Oh, well, I guess eh, he's reborn. So no big deal. That's true. He is reborn. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from there, you're unleashed out into Hyrule Field. Yes. Hyrule Field. The epic place. Tell me about this place. Hyrule Field is what would you... It, it's the equivalent of a massive open world for the N64. It's not very big by today's standards, but it's a gigantic open field with... Almost nothing with, in the uh, middle. <laughs> almost nothing except for Lon Lon Ranch. And there's a lot yeah. of little enemies scattered here and there. Mm-hmm. But you can get to any other part of Hyrule through Hyrule Field by traveling to one of the directions in which that place is located. Right. But, yeah, it gives you a sense of the scale of the game because there's no loading times and you run through this massive area. Well, massive for the time. And then it also teaches you the reality of this massive area because because of these enemies that you sometimes can't avoid, like the little stall children that come out of the ground at night. You have to really go fast to the castle. (laughs) Yeah, it actually has a day-night cycle, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure like it purposely tries to teach you the day-night cycle right away by the mm-hmm. fact that if you don't make a straight beeline for the castle, yeah, you are not going to make it in time. It's tough. And, it's and true. And the gate's going to go up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess that's their way of showing, hey, there's a day-night cycle here, so now you got to wait till day for the bridge to go back down, and you got to spend two minutes just killing skeletons defend yourself <laughs> yeah and yeah so that was it definitely the first time i played that's what happened mm-hmm. and i remember being really frustrated because like whoa, 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 whoa why is why is the gate going up that's not fair it's because they saw you coming yeah they like he's this weird dude with a fairy no <laughs> <laughs> nah but uh once you get to the castle town there's a bit, there's a bit of a contrast there because it's bustling and happy and bunch of people and that's when you have to go and it's it's so nice isn't it and then there's a couple little mini games you can do there a bunch of people you can meet then you got the mask mini game which is a whole other thing Uh, yeah that's true and it's got great music while you're in there and yeah it just it seems really active and Mm -hmm. i just i kind of like the way the camera's set kind of centering around the fountain in the middle and Mm -hmm. you just run around and see everything and fun people to talk to <laughs> i thought it was funny so the first time you get in there there's the the couple that's just like hanging over each other and you know being all mushy yeah. and the guy says to her it's like oh you're you're even more pretty than princess zelda and it's like whoa 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 aren't you like adults princess zelda's like seven right now oh and you're geez <laughs> comparing her to a kid what the heck uh, bunch of weirdos i know it's nice though because you've just gotten all the way past this field and a bunch of bad guys and you're in a safe place where it's really happy. It is happy. It doesn't last too long though because you have to be encountering the guards soon because your next deal is oh, to get to Princess Zelda. I forgot about that. Which you have to sneak past some very unaware guards to get to her and talk to her. Yeah. So I think this game, it's funny, for all the hand-holding it does at the beginning, there's really some parts in this game where it can be really hard to figure out like what to do next. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was like this was the glory days of online walkthroughs mm-hmm. of so many people having these questions. Well, it, and, it was the the player guides, the physical ones that you'd have to buy. Yeah, but you know, to get what you have to end up doing is you have to go back to Malin, and she gives mm-hmm. you the the chicken egg that you need. And I bet I failed the guard. Like, I kept getting caught by the guards over and over again before I finally went back and talked to Malin. It's like, oh, I need, I needed this egg. And yeah. then, then you slowly figure out your path through the guards. You wake up her dad, who's just Mario. He's the, the Zelda <laughs> version of Mario. Yeah. What's his name? Talon? Talon, yeah. 
And he, well, his brooch is Bowser. You ever looked oh, at it? That's right. Yeah. It's, same with like I think Malin's earrings. And then what's uh, what's his his helper's name? Is it Ingo? Ingo. Yes. And he's straight up Luigi. He's Luigi, and he's also a jerk. He is a jerk. Which Luigi's not a jerk. How dare no. they do that? If anyone's a jerk, Mario is. It's a mere visual difference. You're right. Mario just kind of steals the spotlight all the time, doesn't he? He, he does. Crazy dude. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really hold your hand at all. You have to figure out a lot of the stuff that you're supposed to do through dialogue and just talking to different people. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what to do already, it can be a little bit tough. Yeah. Well, it's just funny because it's like nowadays I don't have the I don't have that patience to just mm-hmm. like roam around and figure something out. And yeah. I mean, except for you know, dedicated puzzle games. But yep. if it's just like an adventure game, I just want to know where to go. Yep. and enjoy the journey. Yeah, I think a lot of times as a kid, you just spent time being stuck and you were fine with that. Mm-hmm. And actually, now that I say that out loud, I've had, there's been so many conversations with kids growing up where it's like, oh, you, how are you liking this game? Oh, I'm stuck right now. And <laughs> I can't get past so, this one thing. That was so common to be stuck. Yeah, you're right. It's It's so true. And it was also common to just if you were stuck long enough to just put the game away and be like, I could never figure it out or I sold it cause I couldn't figure it out or I couldn't beat it. Just change another game. But yeah. now you've got, you've got every resource available to, to get past whatever you need to. So as you, you make your way past the guards, you find Zelda and Zelda is like, uh, Hey, I'm Zelda. Check out that scary guy. I'm having dreams about him. I think he's going <laughs> to destroy the world. And then he looks at you and you're like, Oh no, he saw me. Huh? Uh? (laughs) (laughs) Anime Zelda. Yes. Um, I think it's funny. So in this conversation, they try to make it RPG-like where you can respond to Zelda's questions. Uh Uh-huh. But if you click the wrong one, it just like loops. Where It does, yeah. She's like, Link, do you believe me? And you just say no. And then she like turns, turns away slowly, then turns back to you. But you have to believe me. Don't you believe me? <laughs> yes or no? You can just keep it no. <laughs> yeah, it's something it's along like, the lines of that. Yeah. It's not actually a choice. It's but the it makes you feel powerful. Yeah, exactly. it's true. It is the illusion, which is powerful enough for some people. Yeah. But um, Zelda, she gives you a her her letter, a Zelda Zelda's autograph or whatever. Yes. And then oh. that will let you. Now go ahead. I I forgot a part. As let's backtrack. As you're leaving really? Kokiri, as you're leaving Kokiri Forest, your best friend Saria gives you the ocarina, oh, which yeah. we completely forgot about. And That's I a key just, moment. Jeez. It is. I just Oops. love that because Saria is like super emotional, saying goodbye to her best friend. Maybe she even loves you. I don't know. And gives you the ocarina, and then you're just like, "Okay, bye," and turn and just run out of the scene. Like, no reaction from Link oh, whatsoever. Geez. You're right. He stares at it weird, and then he literally just backs away, turns around, and runs. <laughs> what a jerk. That is the extent of it. It's probably because he can't talk, because Link can never talk, and he never does talk, does he? He can't. It's true. Hmm. He can anyway. sure sing and play instruments, though. He can't sing? You're right. He can't. He doesn't sing. He plays instruments. No, he just grunts, and ha. Ah! 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 you know he's that kind very of stuff. <laughs> he's very uh, expressive um, he is but yeah back to zelda okay. she gives us her her letter and you use that letter to get past the guard well, to and get, you learn zelda's lullaby and you learn zelda's lullaby which is a beautiful song it is and you and can use Impa that to open the you out. doors and stuff throughout the whole game pretty much yeah. which is cool that that theme does kind of stick around the entire game yeah We're, we've been talking for a while we might kind of pick up the pace here on the cliff notes uh, oh yeah yeah let's do it uh so, all right you get to kakariko village one of the best places in the game why because it has great music it's it's so lively you got your lazy carpenters running around not doing their job but they're happy to just run about yes there's uh, also a house your... full of spider people. Yes. Terrifying spider people. You've got uh, not chickens, but cuckoos. 
that need to be caught. And you also have the awesome windmill and the guy churning the windmill song. Who is controlling the windmill by turning the windmill song. Something like that. (laughs) The giant music box, which I loved a long time ago. I thought it was the coolest thing. I thought he was controlling the windmill with that thing. (laughs) I don't know what he was doing. Like, why is he playing music while the wind will... Anyway, okay. You can go so, to the graveyard and meet Dante... Or, sorry, Dompe. Yep. Uh, you can find a, a grave, play Zelda's Lullaby, go in and find the Sun Song, where you can mm-hmm. control day and night. So convenient. Uh, mm. You gotta grab that song. And then you can also push a grave to go get the Hylian Shield hidden in the ground. Yes, you can. All right. So from there... Where do we go next? You give the letter to the guard who is like, what the heck? This is from Zelda. And he lets you pass to Death Mountain, mm-hmm. which you climb up and eventually you get to the Gorons and discover yes. that their source of food has been blocked off because of the great Dodongos who have, well, no, it's Ganon. It's Ganondorf who blocked it off, but the great Dodongos have been um, plaguing this giant cavern where they've relied on so you have to go in there you meet darunia who is uh he's very grumpy he's very grumpy so you cheer him up with a lovely little song you learn from saria yeah and he starts dancing gets really happy it gives you a um an armband that lets you pick up the bomb flowers which lets you explode the boulder in front of the cave go in and you encounter a lot of crazy stuff there's not as much tutorial here but you use your bombs and you fight a couple of mini-bosses, well, sort of mini-bosses, the Lizalfoss duo yeah. who keeps attacking you. Yeah. You get to the Great Dodongo. Once you defeat him, then everything is happy. You get the spiritual stone <laughs> of fire. Uh-huh. The Gorons are excited. And then you have to move a little bit further upstream. Hold on. To hold on. Let me, let me interject. Domain. So after, okay. you beat, after you clear out the Goron area, you can head up the mountain to the very top and oh, yeah. meet your first great fairy one of the oh. most terrifyingly what, what are they are they supposed to be hot or are they supposed to be witches <laughs> they are uh yeah i don't they're know there to, they're there to scream and then give you some magic they are a little bizarre they great are. fairies in zelda games are always designed a little strangely i don't really get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're uh, they're uh, they're something they're sultry that's what they are sure (laughs) all right and then we head over to zora's domain right yes yes you do so in zora's domain you have to have enough money to do the diving contest Mm -hmm. and you get the blue scale or i think that or it's a silver scale i don't know you get a scale that allows you to dive further so Mm -hmm. you dive on out into lake hylia you find ruto's Right? That's her name? Rudo? Princess Rudo? Rudo, yes. You find her note saying she's in Jabu's belly. Yep. And the great because Jabu, something, Jabu. something's wrong with Jabu. He's not being himself. No, and he's green around the gills. He is green around the gills. So you take the letter back to big ol' King Zora, show him the letter, and then he proceeds to do the slowest scoot <laughs> of all time. Oink. 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 <laughs> It goes on so long. (laughs) Just so you can walk past him. Uh He's a very large individual. He is. With these pencil legs sticking out of his (laughs) big body. (laughs) He probably swims. I don't think he walks much. Oh, that's a good point. So you you go past him and then you come out to big old Jabu Jabu. This goofy looking fish with his eyes going two different directions. (laughs) And... (laughs) Uh, so this yeah. part drove me crazy because you only know what to do if you talk. There's one Zora inside Zora's domain, like mm-hmm. out floating about that. If you talk to him, it's like, oh, get Jabu Jabu likes fish. Try giving him one to, for a happy day or something like that. And yep, that is so unclear, especially for a kid. This, I mean, this is just another example of having to just run around stuck until you just happen upon figuring it out because mm-hmm. i'm sure it could be it could be very hard to to realize oh i need to talk to every zora until i figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and i guess like 
maybe there's a little hint to it. If you go into the shop, they sell a fish in a bottle. Yeah. But you can go out and catch your own fish. But I remember the, when I solved it, um, I think it was just my friend Jason told me what to do. I was just like, what? Like, I was so mad. It's like, how on earth was I supposed to know that? To go get a bottle, catch a fish, go drop the fish in front of them. And that's how I get in? Like, what? There's not even a sign out here or anything that says anything about that <laughs> except don't disturb Jabu. Oh, this was something that I had to figure out with a strategy guide. I, I never knew the pain of having to run around, but now that you mention yeah. it, it is very unclear. You just have to, <laughs> you have to get a fish in a bottle and drop it in front of them. Yeah. It's as simple then, as that, but so complex. Yeah. So then he inhales you and you proceed to go through the, the crappiest dungeon in the game. I hate Jabu's belly. It's this no d- fun. This dungeon sucks. It's just... I mean, it's, you know, you know why it sucks, listener, because you've played it and you know it sucks. Yeah, it's, you're, it's just all you know, intestiny and yeah, it's jellyfish the, the, and bubbles all over the place. There's not much, and, and they're all bouncing and all out to get you, and it's hard to dodge it sometimes. And then you have to babysit Rudo throughout the dungeon and pick her up. Yeah, you're right. You have to pick her up and take her out. But and there's also a big mini boss too. Oh yeah, and uh, so I. I basically just started this dungeon right mm-hmm. before we started talking. So okay. I, I, I don't remember. What's the mini boss? Uh, it's the big Octorok. Oh, that's right. And then you get the boomerang, which mm-hmm. I love the boomerang. It's nice for getting those golden Skulltula tokens. True. Yeah, bring in pretty much anything back into reach, mm-hmm. which is nice. But yeah, screw this level. <laughs> and you fight. I don't even know. What is it you fight? It's just like... Baronade. It's like a what, giant. What is it? It's like a giant electric uh, appendage that's surrounded and protected by jellyfish. That's right. Uh, there's what is it? You're right. It's just a giant <laughs> appendage of some sort. So but it's cool because in this level, and you hit it, you know when you slice the walls, which are just his, uh, which is just the stomach lining. It makes uh-huh. a weird noise and. That that is the one cool detail about this level. <laughs> other other than that, it's just very visually unappealing and yeah. weird. It's no fun. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So let's move on. And actually, I don't remember what comes after this. So what happens after you you save Rudo and, and Jabu? Oh, after this, then she is like, "Hey, I like you, Link. We're gonna get married. I'm gonna give you this uh, spiritual stone, the 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 spiritual stone that you're going after, and." That right there is the third one that you get. At which isn't, point, isn't it supposed to be like an engagement stone or it something? Is. By it's her like an it engagement you? thing. Yeah. <laughs> so then they're officially quote unquote vowed to be married, kind of thing. Link is such a stud. Yeah. Apparently, I read in the planning that they initially planned on. Oh shoot! What's the stupid fairy's name? Navi. Uh, Navi. <laughs> Navi was supposed to have a crush on you like the whole time too, and would be jealous of like any females you interacted with in the game and then they decided uh link has enough on his plate let's he doesn't need fairy drama <laughs> oh instead she just talks your ear off and won't stop talking to you hey listen hey hey look <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that was a great navi impression oh thank you yeah but you um you get the third spiritual stone and then you know what happens after that, right? Yes. Then you so go you back can to go it. to the Temple of Time, open it up, and you pull out the Master Sword, which is a pretty epic moment. Yeah. After you play the Song of Time, which you have to get by getting the Ocarina of Time, which Zelda throws back at you. And there's another plot device right there. Zelda and Impa are riding away on a horse from Ganon. Oh, right, right. From Ganondorf. Yeah. This is something I really... Because, you know, I played it so late. Everyone knows that you are splitting between young and, and adult Link. But... I wonder what it would have been like to experience that as like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I pulled out the sword and, and now I'm an adult. Like what happened? Like, yeah. That, that's a pretty interesting twist. And this game has, you know, future twists with uh, some other characters in this. Mm-hmm. I just, I wish I uh, hadn't been spoiled from, I mean, Super Smash Bros. Melee teaches you everything you need to know <laughs> about this game beforehand. Yep. Yeah. It's it's quite an emotional moment when you experience it for the first time. It's like, what? I was not expecting this. Everything yeah. has changed. 
but yeah, you become an adult and and this is all explained to you uh by the sage. Mm-hmm. And uh what's what's the sage's name? Uh the sage of light, I believe is Rauru. Rauru, which is the human incarnate of Kepora Gebora, which is pretty interesting. Oh wow. I never connected the dots. That is oh, so you didn't? cool. Yeah, he's the owl. Ah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All so right. he's been he's been watching after you this whole time. Cool beans. And he's been yeah. talking after you this whole time. Yeah. Asking to repeat himself. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> yes. I mean, no. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you again. <laughs> All right. So that is a quick recap of some facts about the game that we found interesting. And then just the first chunk of, mm-hmm. of being young Link. So, we're gonna we're gonna end it there, and then next week we're gonna talk about the rest of the game, and we're we're gonna slow it down a bit more and not plow through it as much, hmm. um, but talk about our experiences with those dungeons. And man, there's some there's some good stuff. The rest of the game, the adult Link stuff is so good. Yeah, that's where the real game starts. Yeah, but before we do that, shall we do some top five? Let's do our top five. All right, so this week, we're finally going to get some points. We are. We've got to. <laughs> so to make sure we got some points, we, we picked a, a pretty simple category. We're going to do our top five ocarina songs. So songs yes. that Link learns on the ocarina, and there are only 12 of them, if you don't count the Scarecrow song, because you make that up yourself. Yes. Although it, it did hurt a bit. To, to limit us just to ocarina songs because there's some such good music in this game especially um, in ocarina of time yeah yeah just compared to other ones castle town going into people's houses mm-hmm. uh the forest temple like there's some awesome stuff but the heart of the game is the ocarina so let's talk about that let's do it the ocarina well it's a musical instrument and um <laughs> It's made of a, a sweet potato, right? Yeah, it's made of a sweet potato, and sometimes it's made of a pendant, too. All right. So, Jake, what was your number five favorite song? My number five favorite ocarina song is Bolero of Fire. Why? What's yours? Oh. No, tell, tell me about Bolero of Fire. Bolero of Fire? It's just got a nice beat. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah it's I just, agree. It's nice. It's, it's just got a nice beat to it, so... Uh, I like it for that reason. It, <laughs> I like catchy. that song a lot too. And it it used to be one of my favorites, but for some reason when I listened to it today on YouTube, I was like, mm, I don't know if it's top five. So okay. it's not. It's not on my top five. No worries. What's yours? My number five is Prelude of Light. Prelude of Light. Awesome. Is it on your uh, list? It's not on my list. Oh, gosh dang it. This is a great start, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great prelude. <laughs> it is. Okay. Uh, my number four is Song of Storms. Song of Storms. All right. It's on my list. It's not my number four, though. Cool beans. One point. Why Song of Storms? Song of Storms. Well, I always thought it had like a fun piratey sound to it. It sounds yeah. like a pirate song, and it's catchy for that reason. It's so catchy. And yes. That's why I love that song. And I think it has, it's got like the coolest impact on the plot of the game. Yeah. For, for a song that actually does nothing other than Except that one story. Except make it rain. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it rain. Other than that, it has no impact on the game. But it's super iconic. And I find myself whistling it all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes It's got like a good beat to it where sometimes I like... You, do you know i don't know maybe you do when you go running sometimes you get like a song stuck in your head kind of to the Uh beat of your your stride yes that one gets stuck in my head all the time wow it's just like it's just perfect and it's got a good loop to it it's like i can run to this all day but running Mm -hmm. sucks so let's just sing it in my head and not run and and hope it rains while you do whistle (laughs) it right yeah cool beans my number four is the minuet of forest Ah, the Minuet of Forest. Solid one. It's not on my list, but I know oh, that one. How, how are we doing this bad? 
we must yeah we're gonna rack up points towards the very end here oh, we better. it's gonna happen yeah all right no my number three is Epona's song oh. it's not on your list it's not <laughs> oh snap all right well Epona's song is it's calming and when you play it your horse comes running yeah that's true it's got kind and of a frontiery western vibe to it yeah i'd say i definitely like the song in its lon lon ranch form as the mm-hmm. background music there but as far as playing it it's not the same okay that's fair all right it's totally fair what's your number my, three? Num- my number three is the song of time ah the song of time <laughs> it's not on my list <laughs> Oh no! This was uh, supposed to be our our list, Jake. Oh, uh, this is bad. Um, the song of time was one that I almost put on my list, but okay. it's not one that made it, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so uh, my number two was yeah. Saria's song. Yeah, the Kokiri Forest theme. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, I know. Dun, 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 dun. You cannot deny the fact of its jolliness. It's super jolly. It, That's it makes, what I like about it. Yeah, it makes you want to <laughs> dance and go, oh, oh, yeah. Hot, That's it. What a hot beat. That's hot beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not on my list. <laughs> okay, what's your number two? My number two is the serenity of water or is it serenade Uh, i think it's serenade okay that one's super calm it's not on my list though so i I chose this one just because it's so it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think all those interactions that you have with sheik are just Mm -hmm. really cool and especially when you she or sorry he when he teaches you those (laughs) songs and then it goes into like the little musical breakdown of you playing the ocarina him playing the the harp and just kind of like the whole chorus comes in together it's just so beautiful especially this song i loved it 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 is kind of beautiful isn't it i didn't think about the first time you play it it is it is kind of uh emotional yeah all right all right so uh my number one is the all-time iconic zelda's lullaby okay why Zelda's Lullaby is not only heard everywhere, but it's one that you just can't deny its beauty. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so good. No, no I'm going to deny because it's not on my list. My number one is the Song of Storms. Ah, the Song of Storms. For the reasons we said. And we tried to rig the game this week. And come up with a category with only 12 possible answers. We can't go wrong with that. <laughs> we got Alas. one point. <laughs> one point for Song of Storms. Wow. It seems like next time we need to do our favorite games, our, our top five favorite games between Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. Then maybe we'll get some points. Favorite, you mean list those in order? Yes. Those two games. Yeah, that that's probably the only way we're gonna get some points right now. It, it was a joke. Yes, I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. Next. Okay. So next week, I think our category we're doing a category with even fewer possibilities. So, top five oh, medallions. Medallions. <laughs> yeah, from like, like like the different temples. No, how about just temples in general? Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe top five medallions. It's just like color. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe then we'll get potentially two points. Maybe. Well wow. Oh my gosh. Sorry we're letting everyone down. Yeah, with with our lack of points. That that clearly is the reason why people listen to this, right? Yeah, they they want us to get a better score. Before we wrap it up, just a reminder, you can email us at regionunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We are blowing up, guys. And by that, I mean I have no idea. Because at this moment, only three episodes are out as we record this. And only one person has left us a review. And that was someone who said we were great and 
it was a bunch of nerdy fun. Someone named Corgi Girl. <laughs> I, I may or may not know her. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we've gone on long enough, but this has been great talking about Ocarina of Time, and can't wait to talk about the rest of the game next week. I look forward to it. All right. So with that, this has been Region Unlocked. My name's Cameron. And I am Jake. It's been real cool, my dudes. That it has been. That's that a Catch bad intro. Later. Or a bad, a bad outro. Uh, <laughs> here, I'll make it better. Turn up your volume because I'm about to rock your speakers. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>